Happy Sabbath, church family. Uh, very excited this morning to see our members, our visitors, visiting and coming to church. It's a Sabbath, right? That's what we do on Sabbath. We go to church. Thank you for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit leading you to this place. Uh, let's all stand for our introit. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Sweet spirit and this place and I Sabbath. Our call to worship this morning is a bit different, but by the time I finish, you will get what I'm trying to lead us into. Uh, this is taken from John 7, verse 22 and 23. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. Okay, so um, Abraham was the one who God used to institute the, the institution of circumcision. Okay, um, Moses just put it as regulation. And then Jesus continues, if a, or back up, back up, the Pharisees and the Jewish re religious leaders were jumping on Jesus because he healed someone on the Sabbath, saying that he broke the fourth commandment. But Jesus is telling them, if a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, okay, and understand that circumcision was surgery on the body part, okay, I don't think we go to surgery unless it's a, an emergency, okay, okay, but Jesus continued, so the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Okay, so Jesus was concerned about the whole person. So what I'm trying to say here is that we serve a God who is concerned with our whole person, not just the physical, but the spiritual, okay, the mental, the social, everything. Every little problem, every large problem that you have, you can take it to our God, and he's going to be there for you. Let's pray. 
Father in heaven, we thank you for the word. We learn so much about who you are. You are a God of love. Thank you for loving us. Accept our worship as we strive through your Holy Spirit to worship in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Happy Sabbath to everyone. Okay, I'm here to do um, maybe three things. First of all, to introduce myself to you. My name is Heather Frederick, and I'm the principal of your school, the Garland Christian Adventist School. Because we do not live in normal times, I've been here for, what, a whole semester, and now being introduced to you, and we all know um, why. <laughs> um, to tell you a little about myself, I hail from St. Lucia in the Caribbean, and prior to being here, I moved to this area last year, so my two um, kids can attain um, um, North Dallas Christian um, Academy. Um, prior to this, for the past 13 years, I was in the um, Austin area where I served at the um, Round Rock SDA Church. I worked at the school for a little bit, but for the 13 years we were at this church giving service to the Lord. Well, the Lord has brought me here during those challenging times, and I'm looking forward not only to work with the school and serve the school, but also to work and serve the, um, the Garland um, Christian Community um, Church also. I am also here to welcome you to our school's program. Again, as usual, it's not normal times, and so things would be a little different. Our students are not here, the parents are not here, and so we may not have the elaborate program that you may be used to, and probably what I am used to from where I'm coming from. But nonetheless, we still plan to put a small program together, and we hope that your hearts will be touched, that you will be blessed, and most importantly, God's name will be glorified. Amen. So we um, thank you for coming. We want to welcome you. For our parents, students who are viewing online, I want to welcome you. For other members, maybe from this church and from other, um, other churches who are viewing online, I want to welcome you officially. And the last thing I want to do, I want to introduce my family to you. So I, want, I would like them to come up. Um, Today I have my um, husband and um, two children. My husband, um, Samuel Frederick. This is my daughter, um, Kiona Frederick. She's an 11th grader at NDAA. This is Samuel, he's a freshman at NDAA. I also have a 19 year old, but she is in the Austin, um, not, is a 20-year-old, and she's in the um, Austin area. Yeah, and part of um, introducing myself and introducing my family to you, I've asked my um, daughter to favor you with, um, with an item of music, Christmas music, so that's what we go, she's going to do now. So welcome one, and th I'm happy to be here, and thanks for welcoming me to the Garland um, Church community. May God bless you. So we have been blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Frederick, for presenting yourself and a little bit about you and getting to know the church family for the first time in person. So we are just so grateful that uh, they are here in this special program that it will be done by our Christian school. So once again, welcome to the family, to the Garden Faith Community Church. Love incarnate, love divine Star and angels gave the sign Bow to babe on bended knee 
the Savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born, he shall reign forevermore. No of God and Son of Man, there before the world began, born to suffer, born to save, born to raise us from the grave. Christ, the everlasting Lord, he shall reign forevermore. No Sabbath once again. A beautiful song from what's your name, sister? What? Kiana. Oh, she's a wonderful singer. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for your time in learning to play that piano and putting all those words together. Wonderful music. Uh, this morning for our Titan offering, there's a story about a ruler. The ruler of the land, one day, uh, he passed a law that said you couldn't do certain things in the country. It was discovered that his mother had broken the law, the new law that the ruler, in this situation, the ruler is the king. And now they discovered the mother of the king has just broken the new law. So we have a problem here. The law keepers of the land brought the mother to her son, the king. Your mother has broken the law. You said anyone who breaks these laws would receive 20 stripes. The ruler was caught in a catch-22. 
He had a standard that he could not change. It applied to everybody. He really did not want the rules or the consequences to apply to his mother. He loved his mother, but he passed the law. And the new law, the mother has broken the law. Now, he loved his mother. How could he keep his standard of perfection and still honor and respect his mother? How could he show love to his mother without playing favorites? He is the king. What was he to do in this situation? So the king decided to unburden. He decided to unburden his burdens. He begins to take off his shirt himself and told the law keepers, to whip him 25 stripes. He told the man with the whip to lash him with the whip 25 times. He bent over and took the 25 lashes for his mother. What a sacrifice. He meant the demands he had to meet the demands. He met the demands of the law. Yet he showed love and mercy to his mother by taking the penalty that she deserved on himself. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to tell you this story about Jesus Christ. Entering Jesus Christ. God says that the soul that sinneth it shall die. The nature of death is eternal separation from a holy God. But Jesus Christ offered himself to be hung on a cross instead of you. Jesus Christ took the penalty of Calvary that you and I deserve. God obeyed the law that he himself had set, yet provided a substitute so that you and I could be delivered. He is both just and is the justifier of all those who believe in Jesus Christ. The cross shows that any man's attempt to come to God by his own works and his own power is not enough. It took Jesus to the cross so that you and I will be reconciled back to the Father. When I talk about reconciliation between you and God, I am saying without Jesus Christ, your prayer goes nowhere. He reconciled us with the Father because the Father cannot see sin and sin is darkness. God and darkness don't see eye to eye. And Jesus here to be in the middle. Now when you pray, our Father, God is waiting to hear you asking him the things that he already knows in your heart. Why do you pray? You just pray to tell the Father that I come. He wants you to come. God already knows what's in your heart. And this morning, this is for our tithe and offering. God already knows what you're going to give. But I told you of the greatest sacrifice. A king had to take off his shirt because he could not let this law beat up his own mother. And he said, okay, here am I. Go ahead and beat me. I said the law, I'll set the standard. What is your standard this morning? You are here, will you go? Will Jesus go empty-handed? You are here to praise and give him glory? But this is another level of service. This is now the service through giving, and you must show your love. Whether you are home, you are not excused in giving. You can go online and do what is right. You know, every one of us, we breathe every day, and no one is running out of oxygen. God is still supplying. Seven billion people have lived, probably a total of 14 billion people, including the dead, have walked on earth, 
and nobody ran out of oxygen. God freely gives and he freely supplies. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Father, we are very thankful. What can we bring to a God who loves us this much? Thank you for Christ who died for us. We thank you for this Sabbath because we know that you created us and then you ordered us that we will reserve this day to give you glory and honor. We praise you this morning. Accept our service of just in case we have sinned before you, may we, we pray ahead of time, Lord, that may we find grace and forgiveness in you. For we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. It's intercessory prayer time. And just looking at the past week and everything that has come up, it is so much to pray for. And I think of my life, and sometimes I don't take out, the busyness of my life, I don't take out the time to pray. So I'm thankful for Sabbath and this opportunity to intercede for others. Okay, we have people that are sick. We have people that are lonely. I'm thinking of people that are, we don't know what's going to happen, like with our elder um, Simon, who is quarantined because somebody at his work got the, or the son of somebody, uh, workmate got the virus. And so, and the surge that is coming again, is just like, Lord, when is it going to end? Intercessory prayer. But with that, we have a lot to be thankful for also. Okay. Um, so I look at the church and it's getting fuller at least compared with, with last Sabbath. So you are here, something to be thankful for. Um, we are sending into the Christmas season. We have that to be thankful for. Um, God is good all the time. We definitely have that to be thankful for. We have our family and friends, and uh, we have the promises of the Bible. Okay, we cannot go away from that unless we're going to descend into despondency. The promises of the Bible. We must look into those every day. And one of the promises is that one day this is all going to be over with. And we're being an earth made new uh, and in heaven. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you because like Simon Peter told Christ, uh, after Christ says, you know, all the other disciples are going away. Um, are you going to go too? And Simon says, but where are we going to go, Lord? So, Lord, we come to you because who else do we have to trust in? Where else are we going to go? Okay, even through this pandemic, where are we going to go, Lord? And I know that I have been praying about this since last March, that you will imbue our scientists with knowledge. Holy Spirit will be there to get them knowledge for the vaccine in this coming, Lord. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for this Sabbath day. We want to thank you for forgiving uh, our sins. If we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive them, Lord. And we have sinned this week. I and your people, forgive us. Give us a new relationship with you. Put us back into the narrow path where we should be traveling because ultimately we want to see your son's face in that first um, coming. We want to be ready for that. But also, not only that, Lord, as Christians, as disciples of Christ, we have a mission, and that is to preach the gospel of the good news into all the world, and then the end will come. Help us to do that in our little spheres. Help this church, Lord, to be uh, mighty on power for you and delivering the good news around this community. We thank you for the technology that allows us to Zoom these meetings, this church service, to wherever people have the link and click on it and they can watch what's going on here. They can worship with us, Lord, in the distant places where they are. As um, Elder Stewart said, that uh, there's no excuse. You might be at home, but hey, you still can pay your tithe. There's no excuse. People, we have the Bible. We need to get into it and read. We have technology. We can pick up the sermons and hear from 
um, your, your, your people who have been dialed with special power from on high through the Holy Spirit to disseminate the word. And so there's no excuse, Lord. Please help us that we will have a joy, that we will have a longing for your word and get into it. Amen. Also, Lord, we thank you for that the church is open, that it's not another shutdown uh, as the surge continues, but it's so nice to see fellow believers inside of the sanctuary. And we know that you're everywhere in the world. It just not only in this brick and mortar place, but your spirit goes throughout the world. And so with that, we pray for the 4010 um, window where your message by missionaries, physical live missionaries cannot get. But we have these radio waves, which I so thank you for, like Adventist World Radio, Lord, like um, Hearts and Tune Radio that are getting the message out there. Use us, Lord, because this world is not getting any better, and we long for your son's second coming. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today, we come to celebrate your birth. We love you. Today, I pray for my DCAS teachers and classmates, Holy Spirit, protect our friends and family around the world. We pray for peace, your love, and joy. Let us remember you are the reason for this season. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said, Amen.
it makes us obey. Let's end this children's story with a prayer. Heavenly Father, please help us to have the Holy Spirit so we can obey you. In Jesus' name, amen.
also said a savior would come someday. The prophet Micah said that one would come from Bethlehem to be ruler over Israel for God. He said this long before Jesus was born. By the time we get to the New Testament, lots of people were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. People were to talk about it and the religious leaders would preach about it. Here's a picture of a teacher talking to some other man about Micah's prophecy. He said, the prophets say Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. This is what the people believed and looked forward to. Who knows the name of the town where Jesus was born? That's right. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the very place the prophet Micah said the Messiah would be born. Did you know there were many other prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament? And Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. Because Jesus fulfilled these prophecies, we can be certain that Jesus really is the Messiah, the Son of God. I hope as you celebrate Christmas and as you think about Bethlehem this season, you'll remember that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies and that he really is the Son of God. God say? Amen. Amen. So we want to thank God for our school. And at the count of three, we're going to say, God bless GCAS. Okay? One, two, three. God bless GCAS. Amen. What a wonderful job on behalf of our staff, our teachers, our uh, students, the parents, which had to support all of this, and all those that were involved in, in recording. And it was just amazing. So we were definitely uh, blessed this morning by this presentation. Well, my sermon today is titled, A Song to be Recognized. A Song to be Recognized. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 2. And we'll start with verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude 
of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the sayings which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. So I have a few pictures up here. Let me show you some pictures. Uh, this is the actual place where the shepherds were. I had the chance to be there in November last year. And so you can see how they would take care of their sheep and they would use these caves. So there, there's actually these caves there. And uh, let me show a few more pictures here. So this is what it looks like from the top of the mountain where we were, close to the city of Bethlehem. You're looking down. This is the valley where they would take care of the sheep. Uh, actually, this is one of the caves. They've arranged it so you can go in safely, so they, they fixed it a little bit. This is one of the caves where we were at. And these are some of the ruins of the, of the houses that were there in Jesus' time. So we have these ruins there, and then you look towards the valley, and you see all the, uh, the places there where the shepherds would take care of their sheep. So in these fields, in these same fields, this is where the boy David had also led his flock. Shepherds, when Jesus was born, were still keeping watch by night. Through the silent hours, they were talking. And what were they talking about? Well, they were talking about the promised Savior. And they were offering prayers so that soon the king of David would, would come. You know, the, the king on David's throne. And lo, the Bible says, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Well, I think we would be too. If all of a sudden we saw an angel, boom, you know, and all that radiance and the light. So the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, the angel had to prepare them uh, to recognize their Savior because they were going to recognize him in poverty and, and, and humiliation. So the angel said, this shall be the sign to you. He shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The heavenly messenger had quieted their fears. He had told them how to find Jesus. With weakness, he had given them time to become accustomed to his divine radiance. Then the joy and glory could no longer be hidden. The whole plain was lighted up with the bright shining of the host of God. Earth was hushed. And heaven stooped to listen to the song. And look, look, look at the song. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Now here's what we're going to do a, 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 a selah. You know what selah is? When you read the Psalms and you see all the, most of the time at the end of the Psalm it says selah. It means to make a pause. Okay? So we're going to pause here. We're going to stop. We're going to discuss this. Look what Ellen White says in the book Desire of Ages. Oh, that today the human family could recognize this song. But what does recognize mean? So I went to the dictionary, you know, and it says, uh, it states that it's a verb, and it means, number one, there's three definitions. One is to somebody or something from having encountered them before. And, and I love the illustrations. I recognized her when her, 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 her wig fell off. Okay, so that's the... That's the example. <laughs> okay. Uh, or to identify from knowledge or appearance or character. For example, Pat is very good at recognizing wildflowers. Uh, or the acknowledgement uh, of the existence, validity, or legality of something. He was recognized as an international authority. Okay. So that, that's what recognize means. And here's some synonyms. Remember. Recall. Recollect. Acknowledge, accept, admit, concede, allow, grant, confess. So, so let's dissect this, okay? So the first part of the song says, glory to God in the highest. So if we really want 
To recognize this song, we have to identify God based on our previous encounter with Him, our relationship with Him, and give Him glory. Based on what we know about Him, we glorify God. We must identify God based on who He is, on His character. He is the God of love, of mercy and justice. Yes, the all-powerful God, the creator God, the all-knowing God. Yes, that He knows how life has been this year. He knows what we've been through. The ever-present God, that God that you can run from, but you can't hide from. That God that yearns to be part of your life. That is how we glorify God. Recognizing Him for who He is and allowing Him to be our all in all. That's what are saying. Give Him glory. Glory to God in the highest. We must... By God means to allow him to put his throne in your heart. Now, this brings me to the first angel's message. I mean, because as Adventists, we love Revelation, right? We love the book of Revelation. So let's go to Revelation 14, 6. It says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to and to every nation and kindred and tongue. And people saying with a loud voice, fear God and what? Give him glory for the hour of judgment is come. Worship Worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. So even the first angel's message is very strong in, in telling us that we must glorify God. Now, the second part of the song. What was the second part of the song? And on earth, peace. Well, how do we acquire peace? So let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does justified mean? Justified means to be restored into relationship with God through the acceptance of his free gift of salvation and the forgiveness of our sins. So we could rephrase this verse and say, therefore, being forgiven by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the angels sang, peace on earth. The person peace, and I actually wrote it on my, on my notes here in bold black letters. The person peace had been born, and the plan of salvation was in plain action. It was in fulfillment. The Christ event was here. And look what the angels said to, to Joseph earlier in the story. Matthew 1, verses 20 and 21, about while he thought on these things, you know, he was going to leave Mary, right? You remember the situation. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she will bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So that's how we get peace, by being forgiven and restored into a relationship with God. That is why the angel of the Lord announced to the shepherd, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The angel saying, peace on earth. Reconciliation is possible. This brings us back to the first angel's message in Revelation 14, 6. It says, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. That is the gospel in a nutshell. The good news that Jesus can save you, that Jesus can save me, that Jesus can save anyone that wants that free gift of salvation. The angel here in Revelations 14, 6 is God's remnant church because the word angel means messenger. So the angel here is God's remnant church preaching the same song, the everlasting gospel, peace on earth, Jesus saves. Now the last part of the song, I love this, it says, goodwill towards man. That is why Jesus came as a human being. He, he incarnated into a human being to prove what the prophet wrote in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. 
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Yes, God has plans for you, my brother, my sister, not only for your salvation, but for your daily journey. He became one of us. He lived in our world as a human, suffered our pains. He can empathize with our suffering. He was tempted in everything, but without sin. Yes, he only has goodwill towards us. So back to the first angel's message. I love that. It says, fear God and give him glory for the hour of judgment. The hour of judgment has what? Has come and worship him that made the heaven and the earth and the fountains of the water. So even his judgment. Listen to this. This is a very important part of, of, of the first angel's message. His judgment is part of God's goodwill towards man. Because only he can judge with justice. Only he can judge with love. Only he can judge with the intention to save and not condemn. Only he can judge us. And I'll say it again. Only he can judge us. Goodwill towards men. Now while God states that we should keep the Ten Commandments, it's for our good. When he says that the Fourth Commandment, the Sabbath, is a holy day, it's for our good. When he expects us to be faithful to our spouse, it's for our good. When he states that kids should honor their mom and dad or whoever is in charge of raising them, it's for their good. What a song of praise. What a form of worship. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. No wonder we are encouraged to recognize this song. Now the shepherds, in Luke chapter 2 verse 20, says, Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. So they understood the song. They lived out the angels' song. They glorified God, had peace in their hearts, and shared the good will of God with all the people that were around them. My question today is, what are you going to do with this song? What are you going to do with this song? Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this story. But more than a story, it's an invitation for us to give glory to you. To have peace in our hearts through the forgiveness of our sins. And to live a life according to your will because it's goodwill. Dear God, help us to recognize this song in our lives just like the shepherds did. We give our hearts to you. Bless our school, Lord. We thank you so much for this wonderful program they presented. We ask your blessing upon our staff, our students, our school board. We ask a blessing upon everyone that is involved in our school here. And we also thank you, God, for the gift of Jesus. And we ask all these things in his blessed name. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. We will stand for our closing song. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, Lord God, Lamb of God.
prayer request and uh, then we'll finish. Dear God, uh, this morning our heart goes out to Josie's husband that just lost a couple of hours ago, her, his brother. Uh, Lord, we know the pain that we go through when we lose a loved one, so our heart goes out to him, to his family, that you, Lord, can send your Holy Spirit to comfort them in this uh, difficult time, in this uh, tremendous loss. And we thank you, God, because we know that they are not alone. You are there embracing them with your love, with your mercy. We know, Lord, that you will bless them in a special way during this time of sadness. We thank you, God, for listening to our prayer. And we ask you, God, to lead us the rest of this holy Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, amen.